Welcome. I'm Nako Narder. I'm Emily Walborn. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. Whoa, see Boom. Wow. That's how it's done, you could say. And I'm going to cut out the little gap in the middle, and no one's ever going to know that there was a (laughs) 15-minute silent break. Where we were just (laughs) communicating with our hands. We're just sort of baiting each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was really polite. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Today we are reviewing the film Death of Nintendo. Which is our final review for the Asian American International Film Fest 43. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having us, guys. What a wild ride it's been. Yeah. Not really wild, just a lot of reviews. (laughs) Yeah, just a lot of movies, so I guess not that different than usual. But (laughs) more Asian, for sure. Definitely. More, yeah, more... I'd say, like, less American set. Yeah, I think we would kind of kill at a dinner party. We've been watching a lot of foreign film. We really would. Like, oh, what, you don't like reading subtitles? How basic (laughs) of you. Wow, that's incredibly pedestrian. (laughs) Death of Nintendo is a Filipino film from the director, Raya Martin. Really helped me... uh, to know that he's kind of cute. <laughs> he's like young, Asian. Really colored your viewing? I think so. I think it helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie set in 1990s suburban Manila. So it's a period piece. Uh, and it starts out with like already really cool um, like sounds, like Nintendo sound effects. Yeah. I love all the Nintendo sound effects throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's like a coming of age story for our main characters and i just like that it's like all kind of around nintendo which honestly is huge for teens and i don't think (laughs) i don't think video games are prevalent enough in teen media because yeah at least for me i play a lot of video games yeah that's a really good point did you think at first that it was gonna be a scary movie no i knew that it was like a teen ghost hunting movie and I was like oh that sounds fun Mm -hmm. the first like shots I was like this is a little bit scary I wonder if it's gonna be and then it wasn't yeah I don't know I like the way they they shoot all of the scary stuff and I don't know it's shot very beautifully I thought yeah gorgeous colors clothes Mm -hmm. cinematography yeah it looked awesome and And it still had like a very youthful fun spirit in all of its shooting I thought Totally. It, my sister pointed out it felt like Pen15. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got, like, Pen15, maybe it's just because of the 90s setting mm. um, and that it's Teenage Boys, like, very early, fresh off the boat mm. episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was the most male thing I've watched in a while, I think. Mm-hmm. It is definitely very teenage dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It was cute. I, yeah, off the bat, like, the the whole movie is in. It's listed as Tagalog. Someone has informed me that it is more politically correct just to refer to the language as Filipino because Tagalog is a dialect. But on the website, they identify it as Tagalog. So we're going to go okay. with that. But that's just a note. Mm-hmm. I had never seen a movie in Tagalog. I don't think I, I ever really heard the language and yeah between this i watched another movie i watched his house which they speak a lot of dinka mm-hmm. i just am like there's so many cool languages and accents in the world mm-hmm. we don't need to do any more france we've had enough 
There's so many I haven't even heard once. I don't need to hear France so, anymore. This is a new thing that I've learned about you in the <laughs> past two weeks is your <laughs> hatred for France. I'm over it. It just, it's a waste of my time. I really don't understand everyone's obsession with it. All they do is eat cheese and bread. Uh-huh. Their weather is bad. <laughs> I don't get it. I also just, I mean, I feel this way about Europe in general, but for whatever yep. reason, France the most. But mm-hmm. just this, like, American obsession with Europe is like being obsessed with your own high school. Like, turn the page. <laughs> We've done a lot of, we paid attention to Europe for a long time. We've done it. It's over now. Mm-hmm. Why don't we learn literally one single thing about Asia, Africa, Latin America, <laughs> the Arctic, the Pacific Ocean? Yeah. We've spent enough time on Europe. I don't understand how everyone else isn't, but it's like when someone is talking to you about their crush. And you're like, for sure, for sure. Then they're talking for like 35 minutes and you're like, like move you on. have to know that my, my patience is gone. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, I agree with you. Sweden, you gave us Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and all of the Scars Guards. Everywhere else kind of has to earn their keep, though. Everyone has to prove themselves. Even the UK? Okay, UK is fine, even though they're a little problematic historically. It's true. We'll revisit. We'll we'll do an well, update on how you know, what, what else. What other European countries you've cut from the list? Yeah, I'm just over it. I'm over people thinking that the accents from Europe are cool. They're not. I thought the accents in this movie were way fucking cooler. They were very cool. So it centers around this kid, Paolo, sometimes called Pau. Mm-hmm. And his mom comes in and is like, "Stop playing on your Nintendo." And he's like, "I don't want to." And that's sort of the the basis of their relationship. Yeah, and there's, like, a, the volcano mm. where they live is, is like, on the verge of erupting at the beginning. It's a bit um, of a, a Chekhov's volcano. Exactly. Yeah. Although, I was, like, I guess I never really... It, that's true. Definitely a Chekhov's volcano, but I never really, watched, when I was watching it, thought, uh-oh, when's the volcano <laughs> erupting? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I guess yeah. I forgot about it, too. But I would have um, forgotten about a gun also, so I think it still applies. <laughs> Very true. So, yeah, so uh, there's an earthquake in the middle of the night. He mm-hmm. hides, and his uh, nanny, like, kind of tucks him back into bed and tells him a, a like, ghost story mm-hmm. about a woman from someplace she used to live mm-hmm. that would, like, get men to follow her, and then she would. I'm forgetting if that if this story was the same kind of ghosts that they were looking for, if, or if she just kind of lured people, lured men out. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same. The, ma- okay. the, man- the Mananga? Yeah, and then, because then it's like, she lures people, men out with her beauty, and mm-hmm. then when they get close to her, she's it's like half of her body, mm-hmm. and then they're like, whoa, that's scary, and then mm-hmm. she comes in and she gets them. Yeah. I love Essentially. The- yes. <laughs> This was still in the first couple minutes of the movie where I thought maybe it was a horror movie. And, and I really like the idea of using a folktale as the basis for people of color in horror. I just watched yeah. Bad Hair that mm-hmm. talked a lot about like folktales from the enslaved community. Mm-hmm. And then I watched His House, which talked about folktales from South Sudan. And I just think it's such a rich treasure trove of scary and new stories. Yeah. And I think it's such a smart thing to tap into so I really and I 
I think one of the lamest things about the U.S. is that there isn't like any kind of folk tale or belief in that kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. believing in something is very cool and a lot yeah. of non-white countries have a deep reverence for religion or ancient stories or traditions. Yeah. And especially for teenagers whose like main job is to not care about anything. I think it's fun <laughs> when there's something that cuts through all of that and they're like, okay, even I'm a little bit scared or I'm going to yeah. feel something besides just like being too cool for school. Yeah. And I feel like with, when there are stories like that in the U.S., it's usually that they're taken from other cultures. Yeah. <laughs> repackaged as something that happened in your town, you know? Yes. In a way. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that's, I think that's a really good point. It's, it was a very fun way to start the uh, movie. Mm-hmm. So the next thing is they're shooting hoops, him and his best friend, Kachi. Mm-hmm. And then... What I would describe as the villain of the film walks up. The schoolyard bully, for sure. He's the the dirty American, <laughs> also Filipino, but uh-huh. he lives in the in the U.S. He rolls up, calls Kachi the N-word. Uh, yeah. That sucks, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Calls him a variety of other bad Yeah, things. homophobic slurs. Yeah. Homophobic towards women slur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just shows up all the new American words that uh, he wants to bring over, I guess. Yeah, and so then their friends come up and they kind of try to also stop stop him and they kind of chase him away. Mm-hmm. And this is the first, someone throws, I think, a frisbee at his head and then we hear oh, yeah. kind of a Nintendo sound when it hits <laughs> yeah. him and he pushes someone to the ground and we hear like sort of a Nintendo sound when he does that. Yeah. It's very cool. It's like I- great Nintendo sounds. Yeah. That I'm glad people are using them and like to add comedic <laughs> effect, you know? Yeah. Because there's so many really funny Nintendo sounds. <laughs> Can you give me an impression of a, a good Nintendo sound? Okay, well, let's see. Well, it depends on what what kind of Nintendo sound. See, I can do the Wii song. Do, 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 do. But they use like classic Mario sounds of him, mm-hmm. like when he like hits the the mm-hmm. blocks and gets coins and stuff like that. Yes, I and kind of thought. Up. Yeah, I thought they were gonna use it more. I don't know what I thought. I thought it, the Nintendo was gonna come to life or something, and this was like foreshadowed. But it was just like a stylistic choice that they made. Yeah, and it was definitely more present when they were playing a lot of Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then like. Like we'll talk about, I guess when the the ending happens, it's kind of that's what I thought the title meant when they're just kind of like, eh, whatever. I don't really want to play mm, Nintendo mm, anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So then the boys go. So then the they all go out and they get uh, cokes mm-hmm. and they're hanging out. And Kachi's talking about how he his brother got circumcised and how he grew to be very big and. Mm-hmm. As a result of the circumcision. (laughs) Yes. And so then they're all like, well, we should go get circumcised. Yeah. And Paulo's kind of like, I'm not so sure. (laughs) (laughs) Because they want to go to some some kind of guy. Like a witch doctor. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere that's not uh, a hospital or a doctor's office. Yeah. Which is also the first time we start to see that there's a pretty big class divide between Kachi's family and Paolo's family. Right. Because he tells his mom he wants to get circumcised, and his mom says, great, we're going to get a doctor's appointment. He said, well, actually, Kachi and all the boys want to go down to the 
the barrio witch doctor and she says well yeah that's they can't afford to go to a real doctor and that's why yeah then they're the the brother and sister that are part of the friend gang they're playing nintendo and the power goes out again from the volcano Mm -hmm. um and so their mom is also in the background like on the phone i think talking to the the dad who's now in minneapolis with somebody Mm -hmm. else and she's Mm kind of going through a rough time and the kids go and support her they're very nice to their mom yeah so then it's pool day it's pool day like 10 15 That was a really fun scene. You see everyone with their little fashion. You see the girls roll up. You see who the like popular girl is. It was uh-huh. really cool to see the popular girl be not white and not blonde, but still yes. very clearly the popular girl in every other way. Yeah, and of course, Paula has big old crush on her. Yes, which is a little upsetting to me, Mal, the sister. Yes. Of the brother sister, because she kind of has a crush on Paolo. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and then the the brother in the group is like, hey, I got, mm, I found one of my dad's playboys. Let's go. Yeah. And so then, of course, the three of them go into the, minus the sister, of course. Yeah. So the three, the three guys, they go into the locker room and they all masturbate to Kayla there. <laughs> and I had to ask Jordan if this was something that boys did. Because I, I was like... Because we watched it, and then, like, a few minutes later, I was like, okay, wait, no. (laughs) Is this something that guys did? What did he say? He he told me that he's, like, some guys, yeah, when they're, like, just discovering that, Mm. would, like, watch porn or, you know, porn and do that. Because they were young enough, and it was new enough that they... Like, almost didn't connect it to being sexual. They were just like, this is new and exciting, and also right. it feels good to touch my penis. I don't think right. they were like, I'm getting turned on with my boys. Yeah, I think that's definitely not it, but I did have to fact check that, that that's something that teenage boys, <laughs> <laughs> that at least somebody's heard of some teenage boys doing that. Yes. And then <laughs> they seal off the ritual by uh, taking their their spum-filled underwear and throwing it against the wall to see who sticks the longest. Yeah. I also had to fact check that. And it <laughs> sounds like that's also maybe something guys do. Really? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll have corrections next week. Well, we can ask, We can do a follow-up, ask Jordan, next week. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll have people call in or yeah. message us in response. Yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, this is something I really want to read more about. <laughs> I can get behind it. I think that's funny to throw. I think that's funny. And I, I wish my friends and I had done that, I guess. If I and see, I thought the Nintendo sounds here, honestly, were pretty funny. Yes, totally. <laughs> yes. I think um, listeners, you can imagine what the Nintendo sounds were. <laughs> yeah, it was actually just the Wii theme song. <laughs> I also love that Paolo was at the pool wearing a shirt that said swimming. Yeah, I did also really like that shirt. I was like, that, I kind of want that shirt. I, I would wear want that shirt too. It felt very um, like Asian national to have a shirt that has like, I mean, every country does that. Like people mm-hmm. and their obsession with France always have shirts that say like bonjour or like some shit. <laughs> yeah. But I still think it's funny. 
It is funny. So then the sister, while they're off in the uh, locker room. The jerk-off chamber. (laughs) She goes to the popular girls and they're they're doing something that i've never i didn't know what they were what they were playing with i've never seen those were pencil cases okay what what were they doing with like the little cotton oh that i that i had no idea that i didn't know remotely but i liked that they all had their little sanrio pencil cases because that was absolutely a staple of my childhood oh yeah i definitely had those too Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah i didn't know what the cotton was yeah they were playing some kind of game where they had cotton balls and they were trying to grow babies or something like that yeah um a little family of something yeah um, then they hear a rumor that the popular girl shiara is dating a bigger guy and then they're like okay well now we have to get circumcised so that we can be bigger <laughs> duh yeah and then the popular girl also mentions like oh i really want to go ghost hunting yes Which i think is so i think that's such a fun thing for a popular girl to be like yeah i want to go ghost hunting yes <laughs> usually like here i feel like ghost hunting is mad cool yeah. but i love i love ghost hunting i think it's so funny yes um, i love this so, girl i got why she was yeah. popular yeah she's cool yeah for sure and all of her friends are like no we're too scared to go yeah uh, but the sister's like i guess i'll go yeah so it was then, cool. they kind of become friends just by yeah. being girls like legit friends yeah. You know? yeah and they were never like mean to her which i liked no never yeah yeah and so then the sister tells the the other guys about the ghost hunting and paulo's like oh great this could be my chance to get in with her yeah so so then she has a sleepover with the girls. Mm-hmm. They're all reading ghost stories together. It is just a dope friend group. I kind of yeah. should have been about them. Yeah. It's so funny because it could it could be a whole other movie from their perspective. Of yeah. Like the same kind of, the same coming of age, but just from their perspective. Yeah. Wow. Maybe there's a squeakle on our hands. <laughs> the girl's perspective. We gotta, we gotta write in. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, that was very fun. Fun sleepover. The gang, they get ice cream at one point, and Paolo, like, sees the crush, and he's like, I'm gonna go buy her some ice cream. Yeah. And and everybody's like, have you even told her that you're planning on going to the ghost hunting? (laughs) And he's like, no. (laughs) But then in line for ice cream, she is like, well, it'd be great if you could come because mm-hmm. we need bodyguards against the ghosts. True. So he's and in. She, she also asked Mao what, like, Paolo's deal is. Yeah. Which kind of made her sad, and she didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know it, but she kind of she kind of likes him, too. Yeah. It's true. He has two kind of, two people that are kind of interested in him yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. As far as a 12-year-old can be interested in someone. yeah which Um, is completely by the way when i was 12 that consumed my life (laughs) totally um so then let's see they they they're hanging out at the basketball court again they're playing cards Mm -hmm. uh, of some sort it looked like maybe some kind of like a pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh kind of thing yeah um the the schoolyard bully comes back and he is again really mean and he's like I'll bet money that me and my friends can beat you three on three on three basketball, which is, mm-hmm. I loved, I thought that was such a classic teenage boy thing. Yes. 
it's good to know that some things are universal yeah um and (laughs) follow and the brother were kind of just like no (laughs) (laughs) but kachi like really wants to fight this guy he's like his whole thing is like he really wants to fight this bully yeah yeah among other things he has a lot going on but he really definitely wants to fight this bully to kind of prove his uh manliness i think yeah they also early on they say that he's a rotten american boy because Mm -hmm. of the milk that they drink over there in the u.s makes them rotten which is i think uh true I think it has to be true. I think that is what makes us rotten. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. It tracks. The logic is completely there. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> they chicken out of this fight. Yeah. And Kaji's like so is so mad about it that that his friends would back him up to play basketball and beat this guy. Right. Um, and he just kind of storms off. Yeah. And that night, Paolo has kind of a spooky dream where he and Shiara go to the graveyard. Uh, and she introduces him to her grandmother's grave. And then they kiss because that is hot. Uh, but then she turns into the Mananga and attacks him. And that was scary. That was actually really scary. So this was a horror movie in some ways. Yeah. If it scared me, it's horror for sure. Um <laughs> But so then after, so after that, um, the sister, she has gotten a, like a makeover from the other girls oh, and they yeah. lent her some clothes and then yeah. her brother and, and the boys, they make fun of her and they're like, oh, sorry, we're just, even Paulo, he's like, sorry, I'm just not used to seeing you as like a pretty girl. Yeah. And she runs off, which I thought was, as someone who used to dress very, who still does. <laughs> Or, well, considered myself when I was younger, like, more tomboy yeah. in the way I dressed. When I did try to dress more feminine, mm. I definitely feel for her if people would say the same. Yeah. Boys are so mean. And it's like, you're dressing a little bit out of your comfort zone just to try it, and you already yeah. feel so exposed that the last thing you want is anyone to say anything about it. Yeah, exactly. And then it just makes you go like, fine, then I'm just going to keep wearing my reversible basketball shorts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Green one day, gray the other. <laughs> the clothes were fucking fire. Uh, there's one point where they're in the diner and one kid is wearing, he's got like sunglasses and a Kangol hat and a vest yeah. and a watch. He looks, he is absolutely dripping. The clothes were so cool. Yeah. They're really good. But her clothes are cool, too. Mm-hmm. And she rollerbladed by. I feel like that really should have been what stole the show. Yeah. And she had helmet. Yeah. She had elbow pads. She valued her really? safety. Yeah. So then she kind of goes off, and she changes back, and then the guys come and try and find her, and Paolo apologizes, and then he's like, oh, shit. I'm late for church with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Then they go to church where it seems like the preacher is, like, a white Irish guy. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of unclear. Unclear for sure. Um, But he sees his crush there, Mm -hmm. and his mom notices, and she's kind of pissed. So then he has to go Uh, back to pretending like he's praying. Yeah. Classic. Um, (laughs) Classic church stuff, I assume. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If I had to guess. And so, I I don't know, it's like, 
that time at the end of March, I'm really, I'm not religious, so I don't, I don't want to sound seems- like I'm, I'm being <laughs> like dismissive of it. I just don't really know, but yeah. it's, it's like that time at, at the end of March when you're supposed to give things up. Yeah. I don't know if it was Lent exactly, but I, yeah, his mom it's- does suggest that they each sacrifice something yeah. for at least a week. And she's like, you should sacrifice your Nintendo. I'm going to sacrifice my church meetings. And mm-hmm. I was like, are those the same? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are church meetings really as fun as Nintendo? Yeah. But she does say she wants to sacrifice them because she's like, I know I'm not spending enough time with you, and I mm-hmm. want to spend more time with you. Which is terrible good. news for Paulo. Yeah. It's good parenting. It's bad news. Because that means she no, she no longer goes out on Friday nights, which is when ghost hunting is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So then he cries because he's like, I can't see go out and ghost hunt. Yeah. But then um, Mao orchestrates a plan mm-hmm. where she's going to get her mom to go over to talk to his mom and then they're going to be distracted so then he can sneak out. Right. She comes through every time with the plan on how she's to make smart. it happen. Yeah, she has yeah. the brains of the operation. Um. So then, so then it's Friday night. Mm-hmm. The, the moms are going to hang out. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to turn in early. See ya. And then he sneaks out. That part made me really night. sad when he's having dinner with his mom and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed early. And it clearly makes her sad. And then she yeah. says, like, Maribel must, like, really need me if she's coming over right now. Like, but otherwise I really want to spend time with you. And, and she thinks like, that he's yeah. going to bed because he's sad that she won't hang out. That part made me yeah, really sad. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> yeah. It's really sweet. But also very sad. Yes. They're at Ghost Hunting. The gang's all there, except who shows up with the crush? Our Homophobe American. Yeah. Homophobe American. (laughs) (laughs) But Paulo takes the crush and he's like, let's go look over here. Mm -hmm. And they see an open grave that's like smoky and has a light in it. And they're like, oh shit, we actually found it right away. Yeah. But then they get there and it's just like a lantern in a mm-hmm. in an open grave. Mm-hmm. And then but then the boys get in a brawl. Where they're in a straight up brawl. They're jumping over the open grave, which really freaks cool. me out. It was cool. It was dangerous. Well, because the the crush goes back to the schoolyard boy and she's like, "Oh, it's so scary." And Paulo's like gets really sad and he runs off. And the sister follows him. And yeah. then Kachi goes at he finally takes on the boy. Yeah. He pantses him. So he, funny. <laughs> he pantses him, and then everyone notices that he's not even circumcised. Yeah. And they roasted for him. Roasted yeah. for it. And As they then, should. Uncircumcised yeah. people are freaks. <laughs> and so then he, uh, they run away, but uh, they're like really excited that they pantsed him. <laughs> yes. That is exciting. I don't know um, if you ever pantsed anyone growing up, but it's it's a crowning glory. I never did, no. Yeah. Did you? There was one time where everyone was trying to pants our friend, one of our <laughs> friends, and I was up really high in a tree and everyone forgot I was even there. And so I climbed down really quietly and came up behind our friend and I pantsed him and I ran away. It was kind of That's awesome. <laughs> That's <you>. actually <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> One of your greatest achievements, I think. Yeah. 
So I understood the rush that they felt. It's <laughs> peerless. Except they weren't even very sneaky about it, you know? No, it almost happened by accident. <laughs> it kind of seems like they just grabbed his pants and he fell. Yeah. <laughs> but amazing, nonetheless. Really a highlight. So then Mal kisses Pow. Mm-hmm. He's not into it. Yeah. Or he's like a little, he's just like, what's going on? Yeah. And then they get caught by a guard who's mm-hmm. like, teenagers are always trying to make out. Lectures the them on the dangers of premarital sex. Yeah. And then, of course, takes takes them home, and Paolo's yeah. mom is pissed. Yeah. Uh, she's scary, <laughs> for sure. Yes. And you're just like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't take him home. Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. Uh, so then the next day, she just, like, lays into Paolo for sneaking out. Yeah. I rewatched that scene today and it is just like kind of heartbreaking Mm -hmm. that she was just so, you can tell she's just like so scared that he snuck out and is like Mm -hmm. retroactively just like lashing out and saying like, I knew about your plan. I knew everything about it, which like wouldn't be true. If she didn't know what was going on, then why, why did she let him go to bed early? Why did she let him sneak out? You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and she says, I buy you everything. I buy you, like, your Jordans and your Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's clearly trying to elevate their class status. And she said, you just made out with a bimbo, Mm -hmm. which is mean. Mao's not a bimbo. And she says, you're just like your dad, who we have not so far seen. Not so far seen. And she's like, you are both are not real men. And so Paolo gets mad. He runs off. And he gathers the gang. Because mm-hmm. they're off to get their circumcisions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> group trip is still on. <laughs> group trip is on, officially. <laughs> so they go out, and it is, uh, I was truly cringing the whole time. <laughs> I was like, it must so bad. Yeah. Yeah, so they go, they take, like, a really long bus ride. Then they yeah. go up to someone, and they're like, do you know where this guy is? And he kind of points into the distance and they eventually find this guy sitting in a river mm-hmm. and basically that's the they sit in a river he gives them some plants to chew on and he just he just cuts he pulls out a machete and he's like haha not this big one and then he pulls out an equally scary small knife. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, they get circumcised and they scream so loud that it arguably causes the volcano to erupt I think it must yeah which I I was I was so surprised they went through with it. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting them to not go through with it after they saw the knife. I cannot believe they did that. I'm just thinking about how scared I was to think about like getting a piercing in middle school. I, I can't yeah. imagine. I yeah, uh, still makes me cringe. I, I can't imagine that kind of pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then they um, they go back home after the volcano erupts and it's pretty funny because they gotta walk really slow yeah (laughs) um and then Paolo's mom is like uh she's really just like you would expect her to be so mad but she just like isn't really and his friends come by with an easter cake and Mm. and she invites them in to come hang out with with them and um and then we time jump it isn't clear how long, how much time has passed, but right. Mao is leaving 
to go to Minneapolis to be with her dad. Mm-hmm. And the boys see her off. Mm-hmm. And see, this is where I kind of thought the death of Nintendo came into play because they were playing for a little bit and then they were kind of like, eh, we're good. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, it just made me feel like, oh, they've grown out of they've grown out of obsessing over it as you do when you're younger and getting yeah. the newest game. But then now you're just kind of like, well, I'll play every once in a while. Yeah. But it's not the center like it was for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bittersweet. She gets on the plane alone. It's kind of the last mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. It was very sweet. Yeah. It's a really cute, fun coming of age movie. Yes. Absolutely. What would you give it for Gongs and Ramen? Gongs, I would give it for Ramen. Mm-hmm. See, hard for me to say because I wasn't a teenage boy, so mm. I can't really speak to the experience of coming to age, mm-hmm. of like the coming to age part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like five. It felt very authentic to me. It felt yeah. like, I don't know, it felt like a unique experience that we haven't really seen before mm-hmm. super explored. I think we see it occasionally in, in other things as kind of a smaller part. Yes. Um, but I liked that it was a whole movie and there was, it, it was cool to see the like four different kids and how, yeah. um, how growing up was different for each one of them. Like it was different for Paulo, it was different for Kachi, it was different for the brother and the sister. Yes. Um, even within their own family. So yeah. I would give it a five for representation as well. Mm-hmm. Just in that I have never seen, like, I can't think of another Filipino character off the top yeah. of my head. And in so many, like, Pen15 obviously, like, is exploring what it's like to be non-white in middle school. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode of Atlanta that took place in middle school, an episode of Rami that took place in middle school. Mm-hmm. It's clearly something that a lot of people are interested in going back to and looking at and it's very cool to see what it's like in other countries yeah mostly in that it is really a universal everyone is like <laughs> for several years embarrassed at all times it's so true and in middle school too middle schools are so brutal you know yeah. they're so blatantly like honest with each other mm-hmm. they're mean for no reason you lose friends you make random new friends that you didn't know existed until you meet Mm -hmm. them and then Mm -hmm. you're inseparable it's like emotions and hormones are so high yes at all times that everything is life or death stakes which makes it really fun to watch i agree yeah it gave it like a supernatural quality Mm -hmm. for gongs i would probably give it a four too i I couldn't really read the subtitles sometimes because yes. they were yellow and a lot of the scenes were also yellow. Yeah, I also had a little trouble. But that's on me for not speaking Tagalog. Yeah, look, minor minor inconvenience for us yeah. and only us, I think. <laughs> yes, fully for everyone else, I think it's going to be fine. This one was one of my favorites from this festival just because I... I love coming-of-age movies. I love mm-hmm. teen movies. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, such a fun, fresh uh, movie. Yeah. That I, I liked the ghost hunting part of it. Because I was yeah. like, you know, I like how big video games were. It just felt all very real and what kids talk about. Totally. They share ghost stories at sleepovers. They play 
Nintendo for hours and hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the the scene where the kids are all jerking off together, it isn't often that you see an Asian person, first of all, in any kind of like sexual or sexual adjacent situation. Mm-hmm. And when they are, they're usually not like the pilots of what's going on. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I obviously enjoyed watching Asian American people <laughs> discover their own sexuality or have a curiosity towards it that wasn't just like I am here for the literally just for the pleasure of the white person in the room or I'm here as like a symbol to show you that this white person is like creepy or nerdy or has a fetish or is lame or whatever like this person yeah is just experiencing what we all experience and gets to be Asian yeah and they're all you know it wasn't like they were perpetuating any Asian stereotypes either with, yeah. within their groups. They were all just boys. You know, I really liked Mao and how she was, like, kind of a tomboy like I yeah. was growing up, and I, I related to that, um, which is yeah. something you don't really see very often, you know. Yeah, yeah, and not with Asian girls. Mm-hmm. I really identified with Shara because I was, like, insanely popular also. Um, <laughs> I was, like, we talked really about hot. ghost hunting nonstop. Obsessed with ghost hunting, and it made everyone be in love with me. <laughs> and that was what was really hard about middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I loved it, and I loved the mom. Like, she clearly cared so much. Yeah. And she was tough on him, but not because she was a tiger parent or anything like that. Yeah. It's just that she didn't want him to get hurt, you know, like, all Yeah, she just cared. Too. She just yeah. cared. And she, like, she was like, yeah, I provide try to provide you with the best and I just want you to have the best and that's what she was mostly focused on yeah they didn't mention school once it took place in the summer Mm -hmm. didn't talk about school at all yeah yeah it was very sweet all the kid actors were really good they were very good yeah I'm surprised that they're all like 12 or 14 or however old they are yeah as I'm looking back there are almost no adults besides the parents wow next week check back in we're gonna watch the Meg Watching the Meg with a very special guest who we teased. It's Jason Stay five or six weeks ago, and my mom asked me, "Wait, who was that that you were talking about?" <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Next week we're very excited about our guest uh, who's actually yeah. going to be there. Um, it's it is Jason Statham, so it's, it's Jason excited. Statham, yeah. which is pretty cool. It was nice of him to come on and. Yeah. We were like, it can just be over Zoom. It'll be really easy. And he was like, no, I'll come in person. So that was pretty nice. Yeah. So it made me a little bit worried about, I don't know how COVID safe he's being, but I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not going to turn him away if he wants to come and record in person, certainly. If he wants to come into my apartment, mask off, <laughs> what am I to do at this point? <laughs> like he said he was going to bring the mag too, so... Yeah. This might be our only chance, guys. It really might be our only chance. Get some slack. He said they're both getting rapid tested. It doesn't really do much, but I'll take it. Yeah. Like, if that means we can get the Meg on this podcast, finally. If that's what it takes, then that's what it, it takes. If it takes a rapid test, then, then a rapid test it will be. Then this might be our final episode. We might. <laughs> so yeah. we might get COVID from yeah, the Meg. Yeah, we might get COVID from the Meg. <laughs> I'm going to open mouth kiss the Meg when she walks in. <laughs> what am I It would be rude not to. Be, I mean, yeah, it would be so rude not to. I'll be damned if I'm going to be an impolite host. 
but next week is going to be an exciting one. Very so exciting. Be fun. Um, see you guys next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks.